welcome back to MMM Cast or <laughs> Thanks guys for tuning in. We're going to be doing about two hours here of Dungeons Dragons 5th edition. Um, going down the rabbit hole of what happened last time, who wants to recap? Culture, Culture does. I'll do it. Uh, so uh, we had arrived uh, in the shoreside town of Squall's End, and we were looking for uh, basically transit back to Osrin so that we could continue our quest and start moving towards uh, dropping off a letter in the magical kingdom whose name I cannot remember off the top of my head. Can somebody? Ashar. Ashar. Uh, and then from there, making our way up to the Lich King's Island, which hopefully we'll be able to find. But today, uh, we ended up in the market because it was one of our party's members' first time seeing civilization in its whole. Um, so we spent some time uh, kind of wandering around the city as we were waiting for the boat to be ready, gathering supplies for that, and then ended up spending the majority of our time in an insanely powerful uh, mage's shop, uh, where I think we made out like bandits but also yeah. spent um, a lot of money. Yep. Uh, Wait, thing- how much money did you spend? Because I specifically said before you left the boat. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, man. Um, yeah, one thing, one thing you left out is that you met uh, Captain Everett of the Bartleby, um, and uh, he agreed uh, begrudgingly to take you guys uh, across Arrow, uh, the Arrow Path to the oh, yeah. east side of, no, west side of the Titan's Gates. Um, but under the condition that if we, if you guys get out there and it's not passable or he doesn't, uh, feel it's safe for his boat, he's not going to go across. Um, from there, uh, um, Rio stayed with the ship, uh, and, or sorry, uh, Rook stayed with the ship, uh, because he was very tired, uh, over many days. Uh, and then the rest of you guys went in town to go to the shop. Um, you, you, forgot, few, you yeah. forgot that he also trusted Gimbal, which yes. apparently was a mistake. He yeah. trusted Gimbal with, <laughs> with finances. Um, from there, uh, you guys have a shame, few shame. plot threads open right now. So uh, I, I think right now you guys are in searching for searching for Dash. That was the reason to go back east of the Titan's Gates to see if you could find where he came up on this plane um you also like you said before you have um uh the quest to kind of rescue your mom's soul uh the next step in that is going to be finding the um the wizard uh on an island floating somewhere uh, on the west of the continent uh and then the last one uh you do have a letter that um the powerful shopkeep gave you to deliver to ashar the, the, uh, someone to deliver to the Archmage of uh, Necromancy and Ashar. Yeah. And um, from there, as you are exiting the shop, that's where we'll pick it up. I also got a lot of spell scrolls. Uh, so anyway, here's Waterwall. Uh, and I learned <laughs> what gold was. Did, yeah. <laughs> You learn that these people don't trade work for anything. They just trade these weird little metal things. Yeah, like, why don't I just give you something worth something? Like my time or my skill. <laughs> There's a middleman? There's a middleman in this? Who needs it? It seems like one grand del- illusion that everybody is following. 
Well, going along with that grand illusion, perhaps we should maintain the illusion of not having given as many of those shiny pebbles away as we did when we get back to the boat. You're going to lie to Rook? I mean, I'm not in this scene, but... <laughs> I didn't say lie. I just said maybe we just don't bring up how much we spent. That's all. You know, I mean, leave it alone. I agree. All right, as you guys head past the uh, the central <laughs> shopping district here in Squall's End, uh, head towards the docks. Um, you know the um, the area pretty well now, having traversed it a few times. So it takes you maybe 15 minutes or so to get back. Um, with the supplies that uh, Captain Everett gave you gold for, uh, as well as your own supplies that you picked up. Um, and from here, yeah, you guys are, are coming up to the very last dock, uh, smallish, um, not as nicely kept ship uh, that Captain Everett is still uh, kind of sitting back on reading a book as Rook is laying next to him on the deck. Uh, I think we're we're about ready. If we have all the supplies that were requested of us. Oh, oh yes. Uh, <clears throat> one second. He kind of finishes out his chapter, puts it away, puts it in his little vest pocket. Oh, yeah, ready here, too. And he waves his hand, um, and you see all of the rigging uh, that was once kind of loose and, and hanging on the, the actual deck itself goes taut. Um, and then uh, it threads itself through the main mast and, and down into the sails, ready to uh, depart. Of all the people who will potentially betray us horribly, you have been the most pleasant, sir. <laughs> Oh, uh, yeah, thanks for uh, being so quiet there. Um, glad I was able to get uh, at least halfway through this book. Yes. I actually forgot you were down there other than the smell. <laughs> oh, uh, sorry about that. I will cast prestidigitation to clean him up a bit. Okay. <laughs> Rook bathes. Why are you guys like this? <laughs> you guys were in the forest, in for, the days. forest for days. <laughs> Um, yeah, any, anytime you're ready, uh, we'd be able to set sail. I think we're ready, aren't we? Get on the boat. What's what time of day is right, uh, right now, you're probably getting towards, uh, towards sunset. So... Are you guys... Do you guys have anything, like, visibly, like, you guys are coming back with a bunch of bags or stuff? <laughs> Um, so they do have uh, quite a few bags of supplies that they uh, left to get that Captain okay. gave gold for. Um, and it's strange. Uh, he gave you 15 gold to get supplies for uh, a four-day travel, which was way more than what it takes. Um, so they're, they're coming back with a ton of food um, and kind of dry, dry goods and fresh water and stuff. I immediately started looking through the groceries, planning out dinner. I'm excited about all the food. Mm -hmm. It's like, I didn't have anything more exotic than this, whatever this is. It looks like a farm animal. <laughs> no. Well, it's a sea voyage, so we didn't want to get anything that was going to spoil. I know. I just was hoping you'd come back with, you know, like, I don't know, maybe a bit of centaur or something, you know, something fun. Just a special I, I occasion. <laughs> There are centaurs in there? Okay, wait a minute. Out of character, no. do we are centaurs actually eaten in this world? No, I, Rook, I, 
I think Rook is a bit confused on what is eatable and what's not. We've had that discussion before where he was like, can you eat dragons? <laughs> well, generally speaking, in Osmond, we make a rule about not eating sentient things. And I think that they have the similar um, opinion on this side of the wall. Wait, centaurs are sentient? Yes. It's talk, yeah. Oh, I thought they were just horse people. So oh. that, that settles the debate. You boat. cannot eat me, Rook. <laughs> I would never eat you. You just turn into animals. That's completely different. Centaurs are animals. I didn't know they could talk. I thought they were like, you know, just horses with like human bits. Do I roll inside to see if you would eat me or not? Is that a, is that a path we go down? Go and roll inside. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you a water genasi? I am. He would drink you. <laughs> That's disgusting. I would just be fall <laughs> off the bone delicious. <laughs> Wouldn't you be kind of soggy? Uh, no. You don't need it's to think juicy. about this too hard. <laughs> too, too hard. <laughs> That's a 14, or we can just move on, and I can trust Rook's uh, word. Not going to get it. <laughs> yeah, he, he doesn't seem to be uh, cannibalistic in any way, so you, you don't feel for your, fear for your life. Um, however, if you do change into an animal, you don't know. That's fair. I don't think Kaim would know to look out for the predatory, like, Rook. Pre- I don't, I don't I think like Rook to point would out, assume people would eat him. How would you like to point out that I haven't eaten Philip? I haven't eaten um, Sunflower. Like, the animals that are with us, I don't eat. I've never even brought up eating Philip, even though we have been low on rations before. Yet. Yeah, yet. <laughs> um, as you guys are having this discussion, Captain Everett comes over, uh, looks at kind of all of the, the supplies you have. Hmm, good haul, good haul. Uh, this here, and he gestures to like uh, a big stack of like half of the, uh, the meat, like dried meat and, and meat supplies you have. Uh, this uh, I'll be taking separately, so plan your meals with everything else. You're... He's only taking half the meat, right? Half the meat, yeah. Oh, okay, that's fine with me then. Okay. And he like he brings it over. He puts it in like a, a small little crate, uh, insulated with a bag, and leaves it next to the uh, the helm. Well, uh, you should give the man his change. Obviously. Oh, we we spent all of that. I thought that was wow. what the point was. Wow. The prices here are steeper than I would think. Prices are a weird idea. I learned that today. Yeah, money's weird. So I mean, like, it's literally useless unless you're spending it to buy stuff. Like, useless otherwise. So perhaps we can uh, set out in the morning in that way. Um, uh, we can make sure that we have the proper um, magical preparations uh, ready. Oh, but we yes. just camped earlier. Well, I don't know if uh, if we have all of our um, seafaring spells prepared, given that we were on land until now. Yeah, but it's going to take us at least a day to get to the pass, right, Captain? Uh, to get to the pass, probably two, two and a half, depending on uh, if the wind's days? favorable. Yeah, days? so yeah. we have days oh, to prepare. Oh, okay. That's, that's fair then. Yeah, those, I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. No. All right. Uh, let's go now then before these uh, 
bureaucratic folks come and ask for some kind of payment from us uh, for leaving the dock. Which is 100% uh, why we want to leave immediately. So it's a surprise for everyone. <laughs> come, come now. Uh, make yourself safe. Uh, don't go in the last room below deck. Uh, that's safe for something. Uh, everything else is... Whoa, whoa, late. whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, so... So we've been on this adventure a while now. I'm going to need to know what's in that last room before we take off. Is it like some kind of shrine to some kind of dark entity or the room where you sacrifice people or oh, some no. kind of the sacrifice weird sex room? On deck. So that doesn't need a room. I pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> what's in the last room? <laughs> to be more concise, is whatever it is going to try and hurt or kill us? Uh, no, I imagine it, it'll try and not kill you. The opposite, actually. Try and save your life. Dream. Like insight? <laughs> insight, what? Uh, 17. 17? Yeah, he's telling the truth. And he's not specifically trying to hide anything, just saying that, like, don't go in that room. But why, though? I'm just so not trustful anymore. Either way, we should get <laughs> offshore. That would be great. Yes. <laughs> All like right, come. Kaim is like, like already halfway on the boat. Like, let's go. Water. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, as you guys come onto the, the boat and start putting uh, supplies away down uh, below deck, he, whoever's on, uh, excuse me, Whoever's on top of the ship sees that uh, Everett waves his hand a few more times, um, and you see uh, the the rope anchoring to the dock uh, loosens itself and kind of retracts into the boat, uh, and then the main mast uh, or so the main sail comes up halfway on the main mast, and uh, you guys uh, uh, begin to leave the dock. And there's no oh other crew aboard. Just him. Uh, uh, usually, make a. Um, make a, just a wisdom check. <laughs> is he a metaloth? <laughs> I don't know what that is, so probably not. <laughs> I think 13. that's what they're called. You need, for a boat this size, you probably need at least four people uh, to effectively run it, um, but he seems to be doing it all on his own. They're the, uh, the demons that cross the river sticks, oh. or devils that cross the river sticks. Oh, maybe. No, sorry. They're the. What are the dudes between the demons Sorry and devils? <laughs> uh, the Yugoths? Yes. Metaloth, Yugoth. Um, yeah, so as, uh, as the sail is kind of half up, uh, you guys catch a breeze and are, are slowly heading out to sea uh, away from Squall's End. Um, uh, I'd like to climb up into the crow's nest. Sure. Yeah, you, you climb up there. Uh, go ahead and make an athletics check for me. Just turn into a seagull and fly up there. I have to. <laughs> That's a 15. 15? Easy enough. Uh, you're able to use the handholds and footholds that... Handles and footholds that are on the main mast to climb up with not uh, much of the issue at all. Um, as you slowly uh, depart from the from Squall's ends, maybe uh, three or four hours, it's out of view, and you see nothing around but pure blue surf. 
And they never tried to stop us or anything? Nope. Hmm. Andy. I am having the time of my life on the crow's nest, just taking in the cool ocean air and just enjoying the a peace that I haven't known since I left the hollow. Mm-hmm. I yell up to Kaim, 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 turn into a crow. Why a crow? Because he's crow's in the crow's nest. nest. Okay. I, I stick out a thumbs up and then I shapeshift into, uh, would I have seen a crow at the hollow? Yeah, you would have seen like most beasts, most animals yeah. you have seen. Um, yes. Yeah, you shapeshift into a crow and kind of fly around the boat. Um, this brings you back to uh, kind of the peaks of um, of the hollow. Uh, as a child climbing up, seeing the, the air genasi um, with ocean around you, warm breeze in your head or in your face, this is the first time that you feel... Uh, truly nostalgic or longing to go for the hollow itself, but still excited to see the adventure in the world. I love that little guy. He's the best thing we've added to the party since you guys made me abandon my son. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Not listening at all. I try to uh, covertly (laughs) cast um, shield into the ring a couple times. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um. Yeah, as you guys are traveling forward... Into into Helena's ring? No. He has his own ring now. Ooh, ooh. I want to make a perception check then. (laughs) I mean, are you being sneaky about it? Yeah, I was trying to do it quietly. Okay, slide of hand, and then I'll have you do perception. Uh, Dirty 20. Okay, yeah, I don't catch it. <laughs> you see that he's casting some kind of spells into a ring, but you assume it's probably yeah. for, for dream. Dream. Yeah. So I just think he's being a nice guy. Yep. Um, you see Captain Everett <laughs> as they get for as you guys get far enough away from port, um, and uh, this far out, you're you're a few hours into the journey. You're still seeing larger freight ships. Uh, going to and from, to Squalsend uh, from somewhere. Um, the next uh, maybe hour and a half or so, as you continue to travel, uh, you see no more ships around. And at that point, when it's about 30 minutes away from the last ship you've seen, Captain Everett uh, leaves. He kind of stops steering the helm. Uh, he sits back down, pulls out the book from his pocket, and starts reading again. Um Go ahead and make a perception, whoever's looking. Don't, don't you need to control uh, no. the boat? <laughs> uh, it's fine. It'll, it'll, it'll keep. 24? 24. You see that uh, subtle changes in the wind happen, like, like normal sailing. Um, and the, the large, um, uh, this large helm readjusts itself uh, to stay on course without Captain Everett having to do anything. So, like, the boat itself is moving? The boat itself is steering. Like morphing? Oh, okay. Right. I'm going to sit in the very, like, the most middle possible part of the boat on top okay. and kind of just sit there and not touch anything. Okay. Are you staying just, like, on the, the actual deck itself, or are you going yeah. up into... Okay. My Did father you? made shipping seem much more complicated than it is. <laughs> well, I'll let you know what you're doing and you understand the, the wind ride. It's, it's all pretty elementary. 
Yeah, you just set it and forget it. This is easy. Yeah. I don't know why he needed like 20 people on each of his boats so he couldn't <laughs> afford to, to you know, get me a pony for that birthday. You know, like he could have afforded it. He didn't need to buy another boat. I'm sorry about the pony, friend. You have some <laughs> stuff to, to go out. through in your childhood. Oh, me and my dad didn't get along yeah. that well. And apparently Whoa. for a long time, he made my sister hate me, but we're good now. We're good now. I mean, mostly good. I think she's in hell, but. Brooke, he kind of looks up from his book at that point. <laughs> she's Did a wizard. She's a she wizard. Died. Oh. No, no, no. She's a wizard. Okay. <laughs> Which just explains everything. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> gonna, take Rook aside. <laughs> um, remember how you were afraid of people betraying us? Yeah. It'd be a lot easier if they have a lot more information on us. I didn't mention any names. I uh, <laughs> Context clues. What? So I have a sister wizard. There's like... 20 of you guys. Just don't talk to the captain. Well, he's super nice. I actually uh, have really good hearing as well. See? There's no point in whispering. Uh, not that I was whispering. <laughs> <laughs> I, I apologize, sir. No offense meant. We've just had a very interesting journey thus far, and we're looking forward to having it over. I'm just saying. Oh, I understand. If he was going to hold me for a ransom or murder me or something, he would have done it while I was sleeping on his ship deck. <laughs> I what? look around like, um... I not don't... much ransom I could get for you. Uh, exactly. I maybe mean... one of the magic people. They, they go for a little bit more than just a regular mm-hmm. old person. Yeah, yeah. And he's an elf. And elves are super expensive on the black market, I've come to understand. Well, <laughs> the, the ears are. Not really much else. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've never really dealt with it myself, so I only know in generalities. Oh, yeah. I am going to go below deck and try to find <laughs> the bunk room. <laughs> they're ears and they're, they're pinkies for some reason. I guess they're used in some kind of ointment or, or something across the sea. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there's not much I can get for it. Mazarin, so. Mazarin, what, what's special about your pinky? Can I, I go over and, like, grab his hands? <laughs> I mean, it looks just like a smaller finger. There's nothing huh. weird about it. I take his hand as if to put it in my mouth. And I guess Madison lets me do it. I put his pinky in my mouth. Well, it just tastes like a finger. I don't know what's so special about it. I slowly pull my hand back. It does kind of taste like roses, though. Is that what all elves taste like? Uh, I don't know. Would I, I have like seen that? Well, I'm <laughs> I'm just going to spend the rest of the day copying my new spells into my book. Uh, I'm going to fly down and just kind of land on Mazarin's shoulder. Okay. Uh, Make sure with my wing. When you're copying, make sure you take out the gold cost for copying those spells too. There's more gold being spent? We better be able to afford this trip to the Lich King, Culture Ogden. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, so you see this, you land on Mazarin's shoulder. What are you doing? Anything special? I'm just going to land on his shoulder and kind of reach a wing out and like in the best way I can as a bird, just like pat him and tell him, I think I know what you're feeling. I pat him on the head gently and just kind of nod. I'm going to look at him, scratch the under beak. I'm going to look at Kaim and then start humming that nursery rhyme about blackbirds and a pie and then go and take another nap what's that what's that nursery rhyme i don't know that one 
Hmm? I don't remember the words. Something about four and 20 something somethings. I don't know. Dream, what are you shot. doing on the boat? Hmm? I'm sorry. I said, Dream, what are you doing on the boat? Um, I'm probably at the front, just like staring okay. out to see. This would be a yeah. new experience for Dream, too. Never been on a boat before. Yeah, you're at the very front and you, you feel kind of the ebb and flow of the ship going back and forth as the, the waves gently crash into it. Um, putting your hands on the front, you see uh, the very front of the ship. Um, something you, you couldn't really see in port um, as you look down is a, a large, really ornately carved head of a of either like a ram or a goat of some kind. It has um, detailed horns wrapping around the sides of its head and just kind of staring straight into the distance. guys doing anything else i guess not i'm not allowed to sorry (laughs) i'm not allowed to talk to the captain so (laughs) i'm I'm gonna shift back at some point but not on mazarin's shoulder okay just kind of kind of fly to a safe area and back okay uh yeah maybe uh we'll say uh sun is set at this point it's probably somewhere around eight o'clock the captain <clears throat> closes his book, puts it in his pocket. Well, uh, let's see if we can fix some dinner up, huh? Mm-hmm. And he, he goes and walks down. Uh, That's great. Down bottom below deck, uh, still leaving the ship to kind of do what it does. Um, uh, so anyone here uh, cook uh, of any kind? Ah, why don't you make us something there, friend? Mm, I guess I'm very tired, but it's the least I could do. It's the least I could do. Uh, yeah. Where do I build the campfire? Uh, nowhere. Usually, the only wood in a very long radius shouldn't be set on fire. Okay, how am I to cook without fire? Well, uh, you can use. I mean, Gimbo could fireball the hole. Yeah. That'll work. I mean, I could, if we can make a a small space, I could just kind of create some fire. Yeah. Okay, as long as you keep it contained and doesn't get out of hand. Where do you, where do you build your fires? I mean, like, how do you cook on a boat? Oh, I usually eat, like, you know, dried goods and fresh fruit, veg, veg, uh, not really much cook. uh, So you asked me. I like that. You asked me to cook something, but have no way of actually cooking. You're the cook. I imagine that you maybe had something with you to do it. No, I would need like a galley or something. What's a galley? It's the kitchen on a boat. My dad's boats had them. I mean, he kind of points over to his galley, which has just books stacked high on all different surfaces. I guess I could try and move these. I just don't know where I'd put them. Mm. Sounds like fresh fruit and meat is just probably going to be... I'm too tired to move all those books. (laughs) 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 So you go and make an assortment of charcuterie. Uh, Make a deliciousness check. For charcuterie? (laughs) Just putting it on a cheese board? No, no. (laughs) That's the difference. If you cut it it too thin, then it 
doesn't taste good if you cut it too thick. Well, it's a 17 on the die, but I can't remember what we add to deliciousness. I think that's that's enough to make it uh, pretty good, actually. Um, you, Captain Everett takes a bite and he perks up, ooh, this is really good. Yeah, uh, it's all about how you cut it, apparently. Uh, interesting. So uh, tell me about yourself, friends. Where where do you come from? What what are you making this long journey for? Uh, we're from Osrin. Okay. We were over east of uh, the Titanscape. Uh, we were east of the Titanscape for a job. We finished the job. And now we're heading back. Mm. That sounds interesting. Uh, mm. What business do you have with my daughter? Daughter? Yeah. Who's your she's, daughter? She's the one that asked me to bring you across or to use my ship. Nicolette is your daughter? Yeah. What? She just said she knew a guy in Squall's End. She didn't say it was her father. Well, I mean... We Congratulations, sir. You raised one wildcat of a daughter. Yeah, she takes <laughs> mostly after her mother, fortunately. Uh, yeah, we, we haven't spoken in, in some time until uh, she sent me a, a message to, to help you lot out. So, uh, yeah. Must be something really important you guys did for her. Oh, uh, we didn't really do anything for her as much as we helped Sutton as a whole. There was some missing children that we had found and so on and so forth. So hmm. well, she seems like she may be uh, running the city shortly. So that's, I think, oh. to everyone's benefit. She's quite formidable. Yeah, she she typically runs any room she comes into. So I wouldn't put a yeah. bastard to run a whole city. Well. No, she's definitely like top notch. Good yeah. job there, buddy. Uh, this is this is my daughter, uh, Dream Wraith, the one staring off in the distance, not speaking. Oh, nice, nice to meet you. Uh, I don't see a resemblance there. What do you mean? You don't look alike. Well, I mean, I didn't think you were related to Nicolette. Well, yeah, I did not come from the seed. Mm. Yeah, she is adopted. I mean, there's no need to put it that way, Dream. But there would be no biological similarities in our appearance. Mm, that's what I'm seeing. Lack of biological similarities. Uh, you should see. You should see my son. We look very different. And he kind of points to Kime. No, 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 no. We we left him back in uh, Nicolette City. Uh, he chose oh. to stay. Uh, there was a sick girl there that he decided to take care of. Well, I'm sure he's fine, especially if Nicolette's dead. She, she'll take care of him. Well, let's hope. Me? Oh, yeah. So I've been uh, <laughs> captain of this place, for uh, this ship, for maybe 20 years now. And uh, going back and forth here and there, uh, just discovering what I can on the ocean. It's uh, some interesting stuff out here. And he kind of point, or nods over to Kyle. You would know what I'm talking about. Oh yes, what's the what's the coolest thing you've you've seen so far? I pull out my notebook, write it, jot it down. Have you ever seen a large dragon fighting a dragon turtle? What's a dragon turtle? It, you know what a turtle is, yes? Yeah. Much bigger. It's actually pretty anticlimactic. The dragon swoops down. The dragon turtle goes underwater, then comes back up, tries to bite. After about two hours or so, they just leave each other. I mean, but dragons are so much bigger than turtles. <laughs> yeah, so a dragon turtle, I would say, probably is the size of a larger dragon, maybe even bigger. 
So like bigger might, than the ship? We might see some on our journey. Have you ever been uh, to the seas in the West? Uh, briefly, uh, found myself there accidentally, actually. My, uh, while I was sleeping, kind of drifted towards that way and just let it go. But you said that you can't get to the Western Seas without hitting the Whirlpool and you fell asleep and no, somehow... We, we run, sometimes Bartleby has a mind of its own, so if he wants to go somewhere, he goes. Wait, who's Bartleby again? He kind of taps on the ship. Oh, you you named the ship. Well, oh, all he the had ships a are name. named. And it's a boy? When I got him, he had a name. What does his name meant? Bar- Bartleby. That's oh. I got him with a name Bartleby. Ime's eyes are still huge, and his mouth is just hanging open at the idea of a giant turtle fighting a dragon. I don't think that's something <laughs> I would have seen in the hollow. So so no. dragon turtles, that's like a turtle and a dragon, like and then dragon turtle? I think they're just called dragon turtles because of their size. I don't think there's any relation happening between that. That would be, logistically, that'd be difficult. Well, uh, I've seen weirder dragon hybrids in books, for sure. Um Mark, you said that I think earlier that the island we were looking for was going to be in the Western Seas. Is that correct or no? Uh, I understand. From this continent, it's going to be uh, towards north the and west. North west. Okay, north and west. I was like, in my mind, I was like, it's on that side of the map, but maybe yeah, it, connect. it, it okay. was north and west when um, I forgot his name. Womford. Womford. Womford um, found it the first time, but he did tell you that it moves around. So he said somewhere in the northern sea. Have you ever uh, traveled to the northern seas or do you primarily stay here? Oh, a bit. I, uh, like I said, Bartleby has a mind of its own. So wherever he wants to go, he kind of takes me. Uh, there's anything a, specifically you're looking for? Well, there's an island that we're actually trying to find once we return to Osrin and any more information on it would be incredibly helpful. Uh, it, it is the home of a, of a um, uh, powerful deceased wizard. I haven't visited any powerful deceased wizard's island that I know of. Uh, I don't know if it'd be drastically different than a regular island. Um, well, but it's an island that moves, apparently. Oh. Yes. Um, I mean, I've been to an island that was uh, cloaked in a storm. I've been to an island that uh, every day around noon sinks. Uh, none that move, particularly, though. Wonder why noon? When does it come back up at midnight? Uh, it comes back up maybe two hours later. Huh. I wonder why. If you'd Is only been people? to the island once, would you know if it moved necessarily? Ah, I suppose that's a good point. Um, there's been quite a few islands that look like uh, a powerful wizard have been there, but not none that I can. Oh, do be clear, this particular deceased wizard is still on the island. But he's dead. And active. Active and dead. Yeah. Actively dead. How that works, but... I mean, you've seen a skeleton before, right? Yes. Uh, So he's like a skeleton wizard. So He's a lich. Is that where you're going after this business through the Arrow Pass? That's what we're going to try and go after we get back to Osrin, yeah. Mm. Not directly, but roundabout. 
that would be a pretty interesting story. No, see. we're going to go straight there, uh, uh, Gimbal. Well, we have to go to Ashar on the way. Since when? Time starts tapping his pen on his letter? Captain, what? you said that you thought that would be an interesting voyage? What letter are you talking about? Uh, Captain, you thought that might be an interesting voyage, you said? And as you guys are having this conversation, he says, Ashar, I've never been there. It's not really connected to the sea, but I suppose if you had... Oh, yeah, the voyage, yeah. Uh, I, if Bartleby's uh, agreeable to it, I wouldn't mind going north for a bit. Yeah, so How we can we... just skip Ashar as we don't need to go there and go straight to the island. <laughs> You think that Bartleby could actually take us to Ashar, even though it's off of the... He sea? just oh, said no. it's not connected to the sea. Am I a ghost? Is Gimbal ignoring me? If you had some kind of boat that flies as well, you could probably make it overland and then into the lake attached to Ashar, but Bartleby, unfortunately, has not that ability. Bartleby seems to be semi-sentient, though. I wonder if you could add wings to him. I don't think that's how that works, friend. But I mean, if your, boat's, if your boat's steering itself, I'm not one to, like, put out, you know, okay. So if we wanted to find you in the Northern Seas, how would we, how would we go about doing that? Well, that's a good question, uh, especially if this island of yours moves around. I, I wouldn't be on one specific spot. Um Feel free not to answer, because apparently that's what we're doing today, is not answering questions. He continues to ignore you. Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, if we started on the journey, I, I could wait a bit to actually go north if you wanted to. Uh, how long do you think it would take you to do your business in Ashar? I would yes, be very brief. Yeah. It's yeah. just a matter of handing a letter off and, and moving forward. I suppose if you had enough gold, you can teleport from wherever you are, Osrin, to Ashar, but I don't know how much gold that would be. Yeah, we're trying not to spend gold, Gimbal. <laughs> well, hey, so we humans. were trying not to spend gold in order to pay for a vessel, but if we have a vessel and we can negotiate costs presently, then we might be able to be a little more flexible in that regard. Well, we yeah, are, but sharing a grand adventure at this point. So humans have learned to breathe underwater on a certain island for a couple hours, and we're making a ship fly? No, Kaim. Uh, I don't think... I think the island just sinks. I don't, I don't think the people... I think they drown when it does that. No, the people definitely stay there. It's really? The whole, whole cities, yeah. They, uh... It's quite interesting. They've adapted well to it. Uh, they know it's coming, and they kind of lock down their their cities with some kind of magic and breathe for the few hours that they're underneath. Huh. I want to go there. <laughs> ah, that's, that's a good... We could also go there. That might be a better than this disappearing island. Yeah, we're, we're just making fun. up errands to do, so that makes sense. <laughs> I mean, you guys um, can all breathe under water, right? Like, we can go, right? No, we can't <laughs> Captain, the island didn't... Um, well, the island's sort of a set destination for us. There's, uh, there, there's a soul at stake in finding it. Yes, why we shouldn't waste time going to Ashar. 
I, I might be with the big man on this one. If there's a, a stole at stake, maybe taking the detour might not be the best. And we can also just completely avoid Arrow Pass and maybe make it a little less treacherous if we're going straight to the north. If that's a possibility, I, I would definitely be amenable to that. Yeah, I just wouldn't be able to drop you off near Osrin, though. I don't know what other business you have there. Don't we need to stop by Osrin to talk to Wumford to find out if he knows where the island is? You guys were going to Osrin to find Dash. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's Mazrin's call, I guess. What? Whether we stop by Osrin or not. That's your call. I'm here to help. I don't know where he is. Well, I uh, I apologize. I, I forgot myself for a moment. There's also a soul at stake in stopping at Osrin. Mm. Well, I suppose kind of... staying at Doc for a, a week or so wouldn't be out of the question. Uh, like I said, though, I'd have to run it past Bartleby, see what he thinks. Please, yes, we'd, we'd of course, uh, appreciate his opinion given his experience. I might be able to get you uh, docking space. Uh, my dad has a couple of ships, so I might be able to get you a place to hang out. Oh, don't worry about that. Uh, we usually slip in and slip out without uh, paying much, so we'll find a spot. Are you and Bartleby friends? Oh, yes. Uh, he's my longest friend. We've been together 20 years now. How does he communicate with you? Oh, this guy. And he pulls up and you see uh, kind of a, a pretty thick, maybe goes to the first knuckle of his finger, of his middle finger. And you see uh, a dark wood ring uh, with twine uh, looking like, like rope rigging uh, around the actual ring itself um, in a knot. You have a magic ring to talk to boats? Oh, just this boat. Uh, actually, I've never tried it on other boats. It could work. So I take it Bartleby's been um, aware of the conversation thus far. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't pay attention much, uh, but uh, if he was listening in, you'd be able to hear. Would you like to ask him now or wait till we're at port? Ah, I will we're wait. Interrupting his focus. We'll We'll let him sail the ship a bit, and then we'll ask later. Um, Rook, perhaps we can uh, illuminate your misunderstandings. Yes, I would very much so like for my misunderstandings to be illuminated. That, <laughs> that would be nice. Um, Kaim goes, here you go, and produces flame <laughs> above his hand. Time, you're adorable, but this is not the time. Um, this is very uncomfortable, but I suppose given the captain's hearing, it won't matter. Um, we Captain, is there a place we could speak privately on the boat, at least pretend to? Uh, Can't the boat hear us? Yeah, yeah, that's why I said pretend. Okay. Just, just make <laughs> sure. In your quarters, we definitely can't hear you in your quarters. Thank you, Captain. Yeah. Come, Gimbal. Come, come. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely can't hear us. <laughs> um, all right. Well, 
uh, we we got some very valuable artifacts. It did cost some, but I think that uh, once we reach Osrin, I can recoup more than what we spent to uh, acquire them. Um, oh, okay. So that's reason, what happened to the rest of Bartleby's money. No, that was just our money. Oh, how much did you spend? I think I can recoup more than what we spent. I, I think that we would come out far ahead, but uh, but pursuant to that, um, didn't we answer would, my question at all. But it's just ahead. that the number doesn't really matter when it's going to be changed so dramatically once we reach shore. Um, pursuant to that, though, uh, part of the deal and part of why we got such a great deal on this um, was that uh, we are to deliver a letter to the um, Archmage of Necromancy in a shar. For the shop, the archmage of what necromancy in a shar for the shopkeep. Shopkeep, so yes. a random shopkeeper gave well, Marvin, you a letter. Marvin for, the Magnificent. Okay, so a random themed shopkeeper gave you a letter for the archmage of necromancy. I don't think that I'm quite communicating the exact feel and grandeur of the situation but it really was amazing what he gave us I, I think that it was more than fair but given the quality of what we were given and his location i think that he would probably be aware and unhappy if we were to shirk the errand at the time i just kind of figured ashar was much closer to the northern seas than nazarin so it wouldn't really be that much out of the way to go there i just wasn't aware that we had an alternate route well but ashar is landlocked it's not connected to the ocean there's no port but it's very far north osrin's in the south or at least sorry um the city of osrin's in the south so it, it's yeah. much closer to the seas if we were to teleport to ashar well we would have to go from ashar all the way over to city name that rook would know uh that is actually on the sea because ashar's surrounded by mountains i mean it's a shorter track still i I mean, it's, 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 it's your, it, I mean, it, it's your business We're we're doing this for you. So if you feel like it's a good use of our time, then I support you in that. I am a little uncomfortable that you seem to be avoiding the amount of money that was spent, especially given everything that's happened and how upset you've been by people keeping things from each other. I thought that you could trust me with anything. I mean, there's nothing that I'm keeping from you but a number. Yes, but, I mean, why are you keeping the number from me? Um, we have 1,700 gold left. Okay, that sounds like a lot. How <laughs> much should we start out with? I didn't ask that. <laughs> no, I'm trying. I'm asking that in my brain. Are you guys having so, this conversation in our private quarters? <laughs> did Did everybody follow you? Is what I'm asking. Or no, are don't be dashes. And, okay, so Dream and Mazarin was, and I are outside that, still, right? That was not Dash. That was Bishop. That's what I meant. I'm sorry. Don't be bishops. Okay. Mm. After you guys like left and we'd finished dinner, I would have just gone back up to the front of the boat to stare at the sea some more. Okay. I think I would join Dream just enjoying myself on the sea. 
Well, thank you for telling me the state of our finances. It doesn't sound like it was that bad. You must have gotten a great deal, so. It really was. Uh, the I, I think that I will probably give up uh, my greatest find once we reach civilization again to make up for it, but it'll be useful for now. <laughs> uh, did you guys give me anything? No? Uh, that's fine. It's fine. I mean, I um, appreciate the grocery. I, uh, I reach into my bag and I'll pull out a potion of greater healing and hand it over. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, this is this is sensible. I mean, I often am needing healing and, you know, I get punched a lot. Pull out a second potion of greater healing. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. That's not what I meant. I just meant, oh. you know, I was uh. just... I just we thought. just it's just you generally tend to shy away from more of the arcane arts so we well yeah i know but now i have like magic gauntlets and magic armor and you know i'm getting into it now you know and i'm a spellcaster myself now so you know sometimes little stuff anyway and i kind of like put the the potion <laughs> down <laughs> and i turned to gimbal and i was like gimbal while it's just the two of us it's just you know, like things have been strange and I haven't had an opportunity to really check in with you, you know, one-on-one since all of this has happened. And I know the last few weeks have been really emotional for you and me as well. I'm still kind of feeling Bishop's loss and I know I didn't handle that right. And I want to apologize if I caused any problems for anybody. And I know dragging me through those woods wasn't fun, but I just wanted to say thank you for stepping up, even with everything that's been going on. And I really appreciate you, and I just feel like we're growing closer, and um, be right there, dream. And I just kind of leave the room and go upstairs. (laughs) Why, yes, dream, that is the ocean. I say, hoping that Gimbal can hear me talking to Dream. (laughs) (laughs) And then he hears you, like, you say that, and then he hears you creak up the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) Gimbal, are you doing anything alone? Um, I am going to dive back into the spell books. Okay. Um, Yeah, yeah. unshaken. You kind of ponder for a few minutes and then go back copying yeah. <laughs> uh, these scrolls into your spell book. Um, as you make it up, so is everyone other than Gimbal on the deck now? Dash, are you on deck? Okay. His name uh, is everyone, Mazarin, Mark? Mazarin, sorry. Uh, everyone make a perception check. Ooh. Not me, I, I assume? No. You got your nose in a book. <laughs> 25. 12. Okay. Eight. You're the wisdom character. For shame, Jacob. (laughs) What'd you get, Tree? 11. 11. Okay. Um, Hank sees this. Uh, You see far, far out um, a large uh, rock. And it's strange because there's nothing around. You haven't seen anything since you saw the last ship maybe five hours ago. Um, And you you look away and you you look back to it and it's gone. 
Um, and as you kind of like get everyone's attention and you kind of scan the sky to see it again, uh, you see that it pops up again, but it's bigger this time. Um, and it's going, traveling with you. Uh, you you're traveling at a speed you could probably pass it in, in maybe 20 minutes or so. But every time you look back, it's in the same position uh, with you guys kind of following along. So, Kaim, do you have like a girlfriend back home or something like that? Uh, <laughs> like, are you married or? Oh no, no, I'm I'm still learning the the ways of the elders and still, uh, you know, I'm still learning. Uh, there is one one water one of the water tribe who ah uh, yes, dream that is the ocean. <laughs> Um, so when does your race reach sexual maturity? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, going to her for help only works sometimes. <laughs> Let's totally um, not worry about the giant rock that's following well, the boat. So none of us have seen it. <laughs> well, I was going to ask before you started talking, was did I mark, did I, you say I pointed out to people or... Yeah, you could have pointed it out. We'll say like after this or amidst this conversation, you pointed out. Okay. Uh, guys, uh, rocks don't just randomly disappear and or follow or both, do they? Uh, oh, nice. Cap- Captain? Uh, he's still downstairs. Uh, Captain! <laughs> he kind of comes up, book in his hand. Uh, yeah. Hey, there's a rock following us. Is that normal or not normal? He kind of squints. He pulls out his little monocular. and hmm. Ooh, spyglasses are like a thousand gold pieces. He puts it back away. <laughs> oh, yeah, it looks like we have a bit of a dragon turtle following us. That's interesting. Oh, and those are like really friendly and just leave boats alone. And No, not typically. He's probably hungry. And they oh. eat like kelp or coral or something. Really, anything they can get their hands on, In- including boats and people. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've heard stories. Of them yeah, both. <laughs> Do you uh, come back, Kimball? Yeah, of course. Okay, uh, Kaim, we'll finish this conversation later. I just wanted your advice on something, and I, I think you're the sadly most experienced <laughs> I will point out well yeah you wouldn't know that never mind yeah um, never mind what's what's going on uh, oh there's a dragon turtle that might eat us so I just thought you should be above decks um, can I roll to know if a dragon turtle's intelligent or not um, or I can ask as well roll in nature okay Uh, eight. <laughs> uh, you have no clue. Got it. Um, Captain, are dragon turtles, um, uh, are they intelligent or willing to negotiate? Oh, I've never known a dragon turtle to talk, but they're pretty intelligent, yeah. So, it's okay for other intelligent creatures to eat us, but we have some weird rule about eating other intelligent creatures. Is that tracking right? I mean, I just feel like we've had this conversation. Captain, um, <laughs> is there, um, not to pry, and of course, please feel free to um, decline to answer, but 
uh, is whatever, well, uh, if this thing does decide to eat us, is um, the fourth room going to help? I'm just uh, saying dragons eat people all the time. Well, probably not. Uh, that thing, if it wanted to, it seems big, big enough. It could probably uh, eat at least half of the boat in one, one swig. Uh, I wouldn't be too worried about it, though. He'll he'll lose interest in us unless he's really hungry, and then um, then he might come closer. Um, I kind of kneel upon hearing that. I kneel down and I place both hands on the boat. And I, Bartleby, if you're listening, you and I may have to work together in perfect harmony. This is gonna be this is gonna be something for the books. And I kind of pat my my notebook. Yeah. <laughs> no, Kaim, you need the ring to talk to the boat. Go talk into the ring. I punch you in the arm. Just let him talk. Oh, I think the saying. ring just is conveys the boat's responses. Well, no, he said quite specifically that you need the ring to talk to I the boat. I punch Rick in the arm again. Ow! Just let him talk. Mazarin. It makes him happy. Have you know kind of jaunts back over to the helm and sits back on the seat and opens up his book again. You know, your clone never hit me. <laughs> well, then he never learned, and I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose we should be at the ready, then, and see if any's... No, 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 I'll keep watch up here if you guys want to go, go sleep and... If it helps, my daughter never sleeps, so... Oh, it'll be good company, then. Oh, you don't Not sleep sure. either? Uh, well, I'll take a nap here eventually, but Bartleby will wake me up if there's any trouble. Uh, Gimbal, should so we... so many questions. Should we, are, should we campsite on, on Bartleby? Is that... And then I, if there's a, a railing or a mast next to me, I put my hand on it. Would that be smart, Bartleby, do you... Mind? <laughs> I'm sorry, cast campsite? Oh, oh like the double Kimes version. Yeah, Kyle's uh, version of like making camp. I can't. Um, what I use is not mobile. If I cast it, it will stay where it is. But if you cast it on the deck of the ship, shouldn't it just move with the deck? Um, Arcana check? I don't think so. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure they do. Make, make your Arcana check while I research. I guess I'm also just genuinely I just asking, read it right now. <laughs> would um, my balm of the summer court affect the moving ship or would it like plant in the water and then we'd move out of it? 15 was my arcana. That's what they're trying to figure out right now. All the, so all the lore and stuff I've ever read has said that if you're on the ship or on a moving thing like that, like your that's considered to be your ground. I mean, I think we can, we'll go with the DM or whatever, but I, no, it sure. says a 10-foot radius, a mobile dome of force. Yeah, but it would I, be technically immobile on the thing that's moving. I think it just means that you can't, like, if you were on a horse, you couldn't move it, but, like, uh, since the ship is, is, like... Is arcane magic uh, immune to um, specific relativity? Yeah, that's... Because um, <laughs> it's say, like you have an immovable say, rod. yeah. That's true, because a movable rod would definitely not move. Um, oh, yeah. I'll say that if you anchor, we'll, we'll kind of hand wave it, saying that you're anchoring the magic into this boat. Into Bartleby. In, into Bartleby, and it will move with you. How large is Bartleby? Uh, let's see. 
the just the the whole like the the livable space is about 20 feet uh across and about 10 feet wide so not not too big i will go then to the center of that space and uh and i'll cast um liam's tiny hut anchoring it to bartleby okay aren't we gonna sleep downstairs where there's beds though well it's a sphere mm. i'm confused <laughs> it's a dome oh. right not a sphere oh no you're right it's a dome <laughs> so i suppose yes i need to go underneath i'm a sphere mm-hmm. I'm just I'm just gonna go to sleep. I trust Dream and the captain. And honestly, on such a small boat, if a dragon turtle was gonna kill us, I don't think there's much we could do about it anyway. So I will cast it in the room then, in the center of our <laughs> uh, Ballhorn Summer Court. And how big is it? How big of a diameter? Ten by ten. Ten by ten. It's a ten okay. radius. So you see. Dream as if you're on on top of the deck, still you see kind of the a little bit of a dome peeking out the center of Bartleby. Um, <laughs> it does affect going into the rooms itself, so you'd have to if you want to let anybody in, you'd have to disperse uh, the hut itself to, for people to go up and down um, because it would stop people from going from top deck to below deck. Can I bring everybody in for just a second so that they're I think it's better if we just sleep without it, Gimbal. I mean, I'm sure it's fine. <laughs> like, again, if the thing sinks the ship, it will just sink the bubble with it, wouldn't it? Then you guys would live in the bubble until it breaks, and then you're at the bottom of the sea. But not if the bubble's tied to the ship, because then if the ship is destroyed, then the bubble would be destroyed because there's no ship to anchor it to. Yeah, unless there's, like... I would say that the magic would keep the piece of the ship intact, so you'd float to the bottom in the no. bubble until it breaks. Wizards should really research sea and non spells. <laughs> um, Let's recast it too. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, so at this point, uh, whoever's going down below deck uh, to take your rest, um, you head down there. Uh, Dream, are you staying on deck watching the, the dragon turtle? Okay. Anyone else staying up with her? Uh, I'm going to be staying up on the deck, um, probably making myself rather comfortable. I just feel like I would be wanting to sleep near the sound of the water. Okay. I, as Brooke, have an ingenious idea, so I'm going to stay up a little bit after everyone else kind of goes down. (laughs) I'm just going to scribe until I pass out. (laughs) Okay. Give me one second. Just going to go to the bathroom real quick, and I'll be back. Dude, man. Um, I realized earlier I called it Balm of the Summer Court. Everyone who is watching right now who are Druid mains is furiously typing a comment. It is not Balm of the Summer Court. It is Hearth of the Moonlight and Shadow. And I apologize to... Balm of the Summer Summer Court is the healing one, right? It's the healing, yes. Um, Be a better Druid, Jake. (laughs) You know what? Like I've said, this is the most highest level active Druid I've ever played. And I'm... God, I'm loving it, but... uh, Go ahead and, and post your comment on the video calling me out about it. Uh, it helps everybody. And then like and subscribe and hit the bell for more. <laughs> <laughs> 
Smooth. <laughs> I need to timestamp this so I can pop in the like and subscribe animations. <laughs> I think turning into a bird is probably the best part about being a high level druid. Oh, yeah. I see your light turn off. No, it's back on. Damn. Uh, Helena's back. Welcome back, Helena. Hey, welcomed. <laughs> I also dropped all of my drink on my desk when I left. Oh, gross. Your notes, your beautiful notes. My beautiful notes. <laughs> And your expensive keyboard and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I hope it still works. I mean, you're still here. We still hear you. So, true, 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 true. so uh, Captain. Uh, uh, yes, as he's uh, still reading his book. Uh, you seem uh, kind uh, of. Uh, turns it. Uh, yeah, sorry, yes. You seem well-read and world-weary, as it were, and uh, I'm just wondering, like, have you ever come across a situation where, you know, you want to take a relationship with a coworker to, like, the next level, and you keep dropping hints, but they seem, like, completely oblivious to you dropping those hints, and they're usually quite astute, like, they're, they're very intelligent, um, like, did you push the issue? Do you just take that as a no and back off? Oh. I tried to ask Kaim earlier, but he seems to be a child, so. I've been at sea for about 20 years now with just a ship, so I don't, not really up on the intricacies of social So you have structure. a lot of regrets. Oh, no, no regrets. Uh, Bartleby's the best partner I've ever had, so. Um, but I would say if, if this person is uh, very smart and you have made obvious passes, perhaps. That's well, maybe answer. not as obvious as they could be. I, I, I have been a widower for some odd 10 years now, so I'm a little bit out of it myself. So why not make those passes more obvious and then you have your answer? I don't know. The last time I tried to start something up, it was with my boss and we decided we should be better off as friends. And I don't know. I just, I just don't want to, I just don't want to ruin anything, you know? And where are you guys having this conversation? I just, I, it's I'm a definitely. 20 foot by yeah. 10 foot ship. There's nowhere <laughs> I can go. <laughs> you hear Mazarin just be like, Sven? <laughs> and then it's like what <laughs> but yeah so I, I i don't want to make things weird and you know and he's going through some stuff right now and you know like a death in the family but not really because you know we're gonna bring them back because magic and stuff but i mean is there ever gonna be a perfect time to tell this person no, but there's there's definitely imperfect times. Like most often than not, as adventurers, we are being attacked by like hyena men or demons or something. So we're dragon turtles, as he like nods. Well, towards it. well, yeah, but I'm trying to 
treat that kind of like the end of the world you know it's something that might happen but you can't control it you know <laughs> well if you want me to talk to that nice elf man for you he's right over there i could Oh, hysterically. <laughs> not Masrin. No, no, no. No, Masrin. No, no, never, never. Oh, man. Oh, no, no. I'm pretty sure he he doesn't have romantic feelings for anything. I mean, like, I swear me and, me and Dash have had that conversation before. <laughs> and before you go there, not the water guy either. He doesn't really like oh. me much because I tried to milk him once. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm at a loss, friend. I, I'm a little out of the whole lingo nowadays. It's oh, no, like literally, milking. literally milk him. He turns into animals. Oh, that's interesting. Uh, you guys have a, an interesting dynamic there. I mean, I'm sure you've helped other adventurers before. We're not that strange. Uh, never one that milked their compatriots. Mm. Well, no, he said no. I just wanted to make a stew and, you know, how hard it is to keep milk good on long treks. Uh-huh. So, so he kind I, of goes back to his book. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> come, up next to Rick. <laughs> come up next to Rick and just say, you keep digging this hole so much deeper. It makes sense in my head, okay? It's so hard to keep dairy fresh, okay? It's so hard. <laughs> Wouldn't you like a nice creamy soup every now and again when we're on the road? Yeah, but not from Kime. It's not really from Kime. It's from animal Kime. It's the same thing. Never liked soup. It was just hot liquid with stuff in it. No, well, never I, sat well for me. All right, I'm going to go down and clean out your galley and make you soup that will be more than right. hot water. All concern. right. I have a system. Keep the books in the system. Oh, well, I never agreed to that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I'll... I'll gimbal, there's a system. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kind of lay down near the front of the ship and go, dream, dream, lay down with me. You'll never see stars better than on the deck of a ship. I lay down. Yeah, as you guys lay down, uh, ebb and flow, the gentle uh, breeze uh, hitting the ship, uh, you look up cloudless night, um, thousands upon thousands of stars you can see, uh, almost bright enough to illuminate everything around you um, as you guys stare up there and just enjoy. I point out to her what I think are constellations from my school days, but I'm probably getting most of them wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you take that star away, then that looks really like the warrior. (laughs) After a little bit, I go... I fall asleep at some point. No, no, go ahead if you want to talk to Rook. I thought you were going to do something else. (laughs) Um... Why don't you just tell Gimbal the truth? Oh, who who said anything about Gimbal? I mean, I'm not, I'm not. That would that would be weird, right? That would be weird. I don't know. How More across the boat? No, it wouldn't be. <laughs> Will everyone go downstairs? <laughs> anyway, you, you, were, you were saying dream. <laughs> How different would it really be from your relationship now? 
I don't, I don't know, Dream. There, there's a couple specific things that change when that dynamic changes. Is like, it right? We, we've talked about it, yes. I mean, I don't know. I don't, I don't even know if you'd be interested. I mean, he's, you know, I mean, I guess we're both nobles, but you'd never be able to tell throwing a rock at me, but... <laughs> Um, I, so sorry, out of character, Gimbal, I don't want to like, is there a way I can say, I can make a role to be like, I've seen the way Gimbal looks at Rook, like, but I don't want to say that you've been looking at him if you haven't been, so, (laughs) anyway, can I roll for something, or is it okay if I say that, Gimbal? I don't know. Um, does that make sense? I mean, I think Gimbal would be totally oblivious. Um, (laughs) Like, Never thought about it. <laughs> it is strange that he's never noticed you gazing at him. I don't I gaze. You know by now. I don't gaze that much. You gaze more than you think. Well, I guess that's true. Usually at his backside, but I well, try not to dream. <laughs> like you just you can't really tell where someone of my height is looking at with somebody of that height. I was just looking at him. Let's not lewd my gaze, daughter mine. <laughs> I've been reading some books, so I'm trying some new words. Did you get them from Uncle Sven? Because you should not be reading Uncle Sven's books. <laughs> I can read what I want. I, giants. I, I agree, but I don't think you should read Uncle Sven's books. They give you a very <laughs> skewed view on how these things work, and they are not super kind to the female protagonists. Um, just saying, if you're going to read books like that, you should ask Gimbal for a good, I don't know, like some kind of like elf woman who like talks about, you know, life and love and, you know, mutual respect because you got to remember, there's a lot of men in this world who are very backwards and just want to put you in the kitchen. And, you know, you don't, you don't want that. I, I want better for you. You need a man who's going to, I guess any man who got with you would probably be kind of subservient. I would likely poison someone if they made me go into the kitchen all the time. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I, I, I don't, I'm not worried about you as far as that goes. Just remember that murdering people is wrong, so you shouldn't poison them unless you've explored other avenues or they've like kidnapped you or held you prisoner or something. I mean, I guess that's, that's possible in our line of work. And if you ever find yourself in a tower, just blow up the tower or grow your hair out. Apparently that works. I don't know. I, I don't pay attention to children's stories that well. <laughs> that's okay. I'm no longer a child. Well, I just mean there's that one about the girl in the tower and the long hair. I don't know what her name is, like Rachel or something. <laughs> mm. Do you think I should? Do you think I should ask Mazarin? <laughs> I don't think Mazarin would have very good advice for you. But I don't think so either. But he made that comment earlier, and it just makes me think that maybe he knows something that <laughs> I don't know. Kaim was no help, and the captain wasn't any help. And I know who you should ask. Who? Gimbal. Okay, but that's awkward. How about this? You ask Gimbal for me, and then you let me know what he said. 
That's how we used to do it back at university. <laughs> that sounds a little immature. Well, that was the last time I dated anyone. So, I mean, I don't really know any better. <laughs> well, any chance I get to make Gimbal uncomfortable, I like to take those. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you do that. You get back to me and and uh, and maybe Cassiopeia, as I point to a constellation that's not Cassiopeia, will be on our side. <laughs> yes, that is the ocean. I get up and I walk away. (laughs) (laughs) And Rook takes a moment to marvel at his little girl making such a complicated joke (laughs) and then passes out on the deck of the ship. (laughs) Yes, that is the ocean. (laughs) Yep, as you slip off to sleep. Um, Dream, are you going anywhere specific? I'm going to go talk to Gimbal. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, you go down the stairs. Gimbal is still uh, burning the midnight oil. Where did he get so much midnight oil from? Is that He's something magic. he spent money on? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's off hour, so it's cheaper. <laughs> <clears throat> How are you doing? I'm so sorry. Just one more line. I think I... I have wall of water. I have it. I think I have it. Oh, that this will is be very be so impressive. useful if that thing comes up. Ooh. I'm sorry, Dream. What did you need? I have to ask you a question. Do you love Gim or do you love Rook? Uh, yeah, of course I love Rook. We've. I mean, but do you want to kiss him? I feel like that's the only thing that your relationship is missing is kissing. Or do you not like kissing big uh, men? Uh, 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 um, do you prefer uh, small men? Uh, I, um, uh, 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 uh um, have I made you uncomfortable? I, my, I'm so, I'm just having a really hard time keeping my eyes open. That was, that was a lot of, um, that was a lot of writing to do. Um, uh, uh, I, um, I, I don't, uh, Dream, I love you very much. And I, I just don't think that's an appropriate question um, for us to discuss given your, given your relationship with Rook. That makes sense. I just thought I'd try. He seems to be really pining for you. Is the dragon turtle any closer than it was before? I wasn't I wasn't not paying attention, but I should go double check. We should really be careful about that. A minute ago. Yes, no, I mean, that we we need to make it back and make sure that Dash is in one piece and, and go from there. It would be uh, a, a 
it, 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 it would be a terrible waste if we weren't even to make it to the whirlpool. I'm sorry I disturbed you. I will talk to you later. I, I turn and go. Abel, do you follow or are you staying in your room? No, I'm going to stay in my room. <laughs> okay. Um, Dream, as you head back up deck, um, up the stairs, about halfway up, you feel uh, a jolt as a, a large wave uh, hits into the boat and you have to kind of keep your balance. Um, <clears throat> maybe two a minute after you see Captain Everett come down. Nothing to worry about. Uh, actually, uh, can you help me, dear? Of course. Uh, he kind of beckons you over to the galley. He moves over uh, a few uh, stacks of books very carefully, keeping them in the same exact position. Um, and he pulls out uh, a kind of a larger chest, uh, more like a uh, like a storage box uh, made of pure wood. He pulls it out. Hey, you mind uh, getting the other side? I get it. Okay. Um, as you guys uh, walk uh, up and uh, towards uh, the helm, he he stacks it on the side of the ship and then stacks up um, the box that he got from Rook, the, the smaller one, the half of the meat. He stacks on top of it as well. Um, as you're helping him do this, a bit distracted, you look over and the, the actual shell of the turtle is much closer. It's maybe... <laughs> a hundred feet away from the ship at this point, still running parallel with you guys. And he says, no, nothing to worry about. Uh, help me toss this over. Uh, as you toss it over, it kind of uh, floats in the water itself. Um, you wait 15 minutes. At this point, uh, Captain Everett is uh, at attention. He's, he's actually actively looking and paying attention. Um, he, as it gets into the water as it starts bouncing. Uh, once you head further in your course and maybe 10, 15, 20 feet away from it, uh, you see the, the dragon turtle kind of loop around and it goes underwater. And then nothing happens for 15 minutes. And then finally, as you're about to look away, you see a massive head poke out of the water engulfing the two crates in one sweep and then brings it straight down. What was in that? Oh, just some meat that I've been storing up for an occasion like this. No, no, no need to worry. Can Bartleby communicate with the lion turtle? Or uh, no, uh, only thing that can really talk to him is whoever's holding on to this, but he, he could hear most things around. Do you think that will be enough? Uh, we'll see if, uh, if it's hungry enough, potentially not, but uh, I'm hoping that uh, it won't bother us much more. I hope that as well. Well, uh, I seem to finish my book uh, and you, my dear, seem to not have to sleep. That's pretty interesting. Yes, sometimes it can get boring, but usually I get a lot of stuff done. Hmm. What did you just read? Did you like it? Uh, yeah, Unifer and the Dragons. It's in a series that I like to read. <laughs> I've heard of that series. Oh, yeah. Uh, would you like to borrow it? 
What what volume is it? I've already read the first four. Uh, I guess this would be 32. Oh. <laughs> Will I be lost if I haven't read the five no. 31? No, no, no. They're all <laughs> episodic. You'd be able to jump into it, no problem. Okay. Then I will borrow it. Thank you. Of course. Well, I'm going to head down. Uh, I guess come get me if uh, the turtle comes back. I will. I will not stop watching the turtle this time. So he, he heads down. Um, you do see the turtle surface. Um, maybe, God, from what you can tell, 500, maybe more feet from you. And it, it's slowly making its way uh, away. I wave at it. <laughs> you guys doing anything else? Uh, Dash and... Oh, sorry, Mazrin and um, Kaim, what are you guys doing during this time? Um, I think it's Kaim amazing just, that I slept through that. <laughs> Kaim was just sitting, observing the water, observing the dragon turtle coming up. Uh, when it came up to, when its head came up out of the water, looks of shock and awe and pure beauty. I think the first time a, a young child sees fireworks and... After that, gonna probably go to sleep on the deck of the ship. Okay, you did a crude sketch in your your notebook of what it would look like. Mm. Mazarin, doing anything? Hanging on the deck, watching the ocean. Okay. Awesome. Listening to conversations. <laughs> not making comments. Trying not to make comments. <laughs> Well, I mean, if he has something useful to say, he can make a comment. <laughs> I mean, he probably does, but everyone thinks that he's dumb, so. No I one was said. Just reminiscing while other conversations were happening, just reminiscing of, of the hollow and of the air trap, the air Nazi. All right, All right. As, as the, yeah, as the, everyone starts to wind down after the excitement of seeing the, the head poking out. Um, we'll say everyone takes rest, uh, dream, you, uh, sit at the helm reading, uh, Jennifer and the dragons, uh, it's beginning it at least. Um, and after a few hours, you see the, the sun start to rise, um, as it gets maybe a quarter of the way in the sky, uh, the, the sunlight itself, uh, illuminates on the ship and wakes everyone else up. Oh, I feel like I slept on solid wood. Oh, I'm getting too old for this. Gimbal oh. <laughs> already up and about. Oh, well, you know, a hard surface is, is supposed to be good for your back. I mean, I don't coffee? feel terrible. You found a way to make coffee? Oh, uh, magic. Oh, well then, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I used... Um, uh, prestidigitation to create a flame to heat. Mm-hmm. Uh, pass that over. Oh, how's our turtle friend this morning? Dream? We fed him and he did depart. Oh. So you I met just, him. I show Rook the, the sketch in my notebook. Oh, that is terrifying. Are those chests? <laughs> yeah. Dream and the captain tossed him over and then 
He went underwater, almost as if debating his prey. And then he got it. I can say that's not the closest to death I've been in the past week, but. Oh, no, we weren't close to death. We were totally fine. It was really a, a beauty to watch. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, we were pretty close to death. Uh, <laughs> That's a savvy thinking, dear captain. Thank you for for. for... Uh, yeah, yeah, a portion of bit of the, the rations we have on the ship out every every time we leave port, for instance, is like that. Um, doesn't happen too often, but you always want to be prepared for those uh, those creatures. And we have another day or so till the whirlpool. Uh, yeah, I'd say a full day of travel as long as the, the winds are favorable and we'll get to there. We'll uh, decide if it's something that we can pass with Bartleby. So, Gimbal, I was told that there's a book system that needs to be adhered so I can make us breakfast. Where? In the galley. There's ah! books that need to be organized <laughs> or kept in the organization. <laughs> I'm going to get just very excited and run downstairs and start trying to figure out <laughs> what they're talking about. Make make an intelligence check. Okay. Just straight? Straight intelligence, yeah. And he add his bookkeeping proficiency? I'm sorry, <laughs> specialty? His bookkeeping specialty? If you have a bookkeeping specialty. Uh, well, that's like a plus eight. You know, artifacts, yeah, artifacts, easy. maybe. Uh, humanoid? Um, is, it, is it humanoid? <laughs> it's, a, it's a 12. <laughs> 12, you yeah. cannot discern what this uh, organization system is at all. It seems completely random to you. He's got so many different Yennefer books, and he has multiple copies of a few of them in different prints. All right, but they must be in order, right? No. Oh. Can I help with this? <laughs> well, if you're missing 32, I have that one. I what that did I help? <laughs> I told you last night about a Sf- Uncle Sven book. That's definitely an Uncle Sven book. <laughs> he kind of comes down and sips his coffee. What are we looking at? Can I attempt to help with this? We're trying to your, figure out organization your... system for your books. Oh yeah, it's uh, how the book made me feel when I read it. Oh. <laughs> start clapping I love that system <laughs> he kind of picks up two books of the same kind one's like a um, a loosely bound scroll and one's a, a really hard hard bound uh, hard copy of the same book see this one is, is far too hard to read when you're on deck this one is much easier so that's why this is this pile and this one is over here oh so it's an emotional system yeah <laughs> all right can I make a charisma Fantastic. check to understand the emotions? <laughs> I'm gonna go out of this. This is not my. This is not my purview. Kaim, can we talk on deck? That's oh a, yes, Gimbal, I have an idea. So I rolled my first useless natural twenty of the night. So that's twenty five. Natural twenty on this. Okay. <laughs> so. From the books that you've read before, and there's a fraction of what you've read and what he's read, um, you can kind of understand where he's coming from. Like, you can see that, like, all right, this would be much better read when you're on a boat. 
mm-hmm. and kind of uh, doing all this nonsense. Um, so you get a pretty good idea uh, of the books and, and where they're at and how to organize them. We're both manly men, just me of the road and him of the sea. Yes. <laughs> so I understand him. <laughs> uh, so Kime and Gimbal head up, up deck. What are you guys doing? I clean out what? the galley so I can make breakfast. <laughs> okay. What spells did you prepare at dawn? Well, we, we see, kind of went over a little bit of what would be perhaps useful in the sea. Yeah. Um, since today's going to be just a travel day, I thought wind wall might give us Excellent. some acceleration. Would, and if we both, would that be too much for the ship? What do you, th- what I, do you think, Gimbal? I don't have the ability to do that, but if we lose wind, that's probably not a bad idea to put it behind us. Yes? Yeah, that, that makes sense. Okay. And that would be primarily, I just would want to go over with him because he, I understand, I mean, I understand that as a druid, you can kind of move things around in a much more complex way than I'm able to do. So I just want to make sure that we are um, on the same page as it were. Well, page, not page. A page. kind of page, page. <laughs> <laughs> that was all. I, I think we seem to be um, two peas in a leaf. I just I think, think it's funny. Books are going then if we're on good on this. <laughs> yeah, could, uh, could you send the captain back out? I want to I want to ask if how he thinks the winds are going to be today. I, I think we can make this this travel a little bit faster. Maybe. Do you have gust? I, out of character, I I'm scrambling to see if I do. <laughs> <laughs> Just say yes. I know there was it was a half hypothetical conversation. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Of course I do. Of course I prepared that being on a ship. Because <laughs> we just woke up, so you could have prepared a totally different spell list than yesterday. <laughs> yeah, tidal, tidal wave might be fun on a ship. Um, Windwall, water, water walk, and you know, uh, what was it? Gust, gust of wind. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> I will go. So, I'll go back down and send up the captain. Okay, captain comes up, um, mug in his hand. Yeah, what can I do for you? Uh, Captain, how fast have, has Bartleby gone? And of course, if I'm, if there's a handrail or anything near, I'm like gently just like making as much contact as I can, trying to please the ship because I'm kind and still well, figuring out how everything works. You don't typically uh, go anywhere quickly, so... I imagine if we open her up and if we have enough wind behind us, she can go pretty fast. And what if we could have wind behind us? What if we could have wind behind us? And I'm kind of shaking my head dumbly. (laughs) Uh, Then we would go faster. You see those things there, those cloths, those are sails. So if wind hits those and it hits quickly, then it'll push us Got it. 
And would you like that to happen? Uh, it doesn't matter much to me, but if you want to get to the Arrow Pass quicker, then that would definitely be a way. Is Bartle be comfortable with extra propulsion? Well, yeah, he'll, he'll be fine. If not, he'll lower the sail and, and we'll slow down. Well, Kaim, do you want to give give it a gust? Yeah, I I really do. Okay, what are you casting? I'm gonna cast gust of wind. I'm gonna go to the far, uh, furthermost back point. English is hard. The rearmost point on the ship. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, everybody. I think and it's the aft. Isn't it the aft? Stern? I thought Stern was the front. Yes. Wow. It's the, the bow. Back. Yeah. I'm going to go to the bow of the ship. Again, everybody watching that is not from the state of Arizona. <laughs> the landlocked state of Arizona is seriously <laughs> typing comments. So I think it's aft. Stern is the back. Oh, is Stern the back? Stern is the back. I was freaking right. <laughs> <laughs> Bow is the front. Okay, I'm gonna go to the stern of the ship. <laughs> I watched Titanic. <laughs> Hashtag I watched Titanic. <laughs> Not of the plane. <laughs> Probably don't want to bring up Titanic when you guys are at sea, but I didn't. Yeah, that's like saying yourself in a role play game. Um, <laughs> All right, he says, oh, I suppose you want me to do this then. And he flicks his hand and the mainsail um, comes to kind of full uh, full up. So the sail is uh, all uh, open. Perfect. And I'm going to kind of brace my feet and get ready. And then I'm going to gust of wind out uh, as directly into the sails okay. as I can conjure. Yeah, as you do that, um, the the ship picks up a lot of speed. Um, and as you continue to, uh, how, how long can you gust of wind for? Uh, it is up to one minute, uh, but it's a second level spell. So, okay. And does that come from you? Yeah. In a straight line. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, for that full duration of the spell, um, the, the boat itself uh, picks up a, a lot of speed and you see the, the front of the of Bartleby actually come out of the water a bit um, as the as you guys are heading forward. Uh, as I'm casting it, I'm saying to myself, I'm on a boat, man. It's going fast, man. <laughs> I need you to leave, uh, Jake. I need you to <laughs> turn off your camera and go. Tired. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think I was going to have to counterspell today, but <laughs> <laughs> uh, I said it, you know, to myself. Time has his weird. Uh, <laughs> yeah, based on how many times you cast that spell, you guys can drastically cut down when you'll actually get to the arrow pass. But how many times yeah, can you pass that spell? <laughs> I want to say that you cast it four times consecutively. I want to say. I think you have the same amount of spell slots as me, so if you use that for all of your spell slots, you should be able to cast it eight times, but that is all of your spell slots. If if we're going to be out, like if we're traveling for just the day, then yeah, then there's no reason not to. 
Wait, well, no, because if we're just traveling, we don't really need it. We should save it for an emergency where we need a burst of speed specifically. What? Okay, sorry. I'm getting into minutia. I'll look at it on my own. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a cantrip that lets you do wind too in Xanathar's Guide? It wouldn't be strong enough to push the ship. I also like to point out that in Starfinder, it is the aft of the ship. So I think that's where I was getting aft from. <laughs> so yeah, uh, as you cast it the first time, uh, for the full minute, um, the ship goes uh, crazy fast along the surf. Um, it's a relatively still day again today, so there's no real danger of a secondary wind uh, messing with your speed or, or taking you off course or anything. Um, you do see the captain actually at the helm, though, uh, and he's kind of directing it himself. Um, as we go into, uh, how many times are you casting it, I guess, is the question. I'm going to say four, and then I'm going to check in with everybody. Okay. So as you, those, at least one of those would be at a higher level. It doesn't give instructions for higher level. but Okay. Okay. As you cast it four times... Um, I would say it cut down your journey by, I want to say somewhere around four or five hours. Um, having wow. those, those four minutes of, of just pure speed going through. Um, so yeah, you, you've cut down a, a day, a little over a day journey to half a day journey. Cool. I'm going to like go check in with everybody. Go downstairs, see how breakfast was coming. See if I missed a, missed a meal. Kime, 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 be careful. That's a very angry stack. <laughs> Just leave that stack where it is. That stack is in timeout. And I point at the stack angrily. <laughs> Here you, Rook. Is, is there uh, anyone on the deck at this point? Okay. Uh, Dream, make a perception check. Oh no, I got two. Okay, you don't <laughs> see much. You, you see, she's really dogs. into Yennefer and the dragons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you see, uh, as you peek up from your book, uh, they're starting to have rocks around you, um, not just kind of uh, just see. Um, they're spattered uh, pretty haphazardly around, uh, and Captain Everett doesn't seem too worried about crashing into them or anything. Um, traveling another maybe hour or so um, after you guys have eaten dinner and kind of done your thing. Uh, do you want to do anything else before moving on? Um, Captain, I yes. have never tried to do this before, um, and I can sort of demonstrate to you what I would like to attempt. Um, but if we end up in a difficult spot, uh, I do have the ability to create... Um, uh, a tower of water, as it were. A uh, tower of water? Yes. How do you mean? Um, well, uh, I can create a, a, a 20 foot diameter, um, so about the length of the ship, and 20 foot high um, ring of water. Um, and I, I'm just, I'm not sure if she could stay together through that, and I don't want to put 
put Bartleby at risk if well, that's the case, well, but the, just in case. Will the pillar of water move is the question. Because I, I shouldn't really like to have Bartleby come out of the water 20 feet in the air and then have the wind push her off that and then into the water again. That's true. You're right. No, I don't, I don't know if it would. Maybe not the best idea. All right. All right. I'll think. I'll keep thinking. Um, as you're traveling along, uh, the rocks are kind of getting more and more. You see little alcoves appear just in the middle of the sea, uh, which is pretty strange. Um, whoever uh, will say anyone who's on the deck, which might be everybody, go and make a perception check. You mean alcoves? Uh, so you see larger rocks jutting out of the sea, and some of them completely covered on one end, uh, creating some kind of a alcove where oh, you like get a onto Got it. the rock. Yeah. Seventeen. Twenty-one. Six. I'm making soup. Okay. Uh, you see, uh, as you're passing through one, and you guys are back to your kind of leisure course, um, as you're just letting the winds take you, uh, you do see uh, anyone who got above a 15. You see a ship that wasn't supposed to have all those guys on it. Um, you see a ship off in the distance. Um, maybe a hundred feet away or so, uh, pretty close. Um, it, it was blocked by a, a few rocks as you were coming in. Um, Are those? Don't look at them. We're not supposed to see those. Stop as, looking at that. <laughs> as, you're, as you're looking at the actual ship itself, uh, you see that it, it's, there's a, a few people in the front and they're kind of throwing, um, throwing harpoons down into the water. Uh, and as you see, you look, closer like forward of the ship what it's actually following um and you see coming out of the water uh blood coming out around it uh you see a large whale kind of popping its head out trying to get away going down <laughs> underwater um at this you feel a violent shift in the boat uh instead uh -huh. of going for uh, your boat instead of going forward uh, it shifts violently to a direct path to the uh, the opposing ship. As you look back, you see Captain Everett just stone-faced, uh, this happy-go-lucky guy um, showing, for the first time, so much anger. Uh, and as he uh, kind of bolsters himself and, and pushes the, the ship forward, he says, I, I apologize about this, but I, I hope you all are able to fight. If not, maybe you should go below deck for a while. Pull my bow out and say I'm ready. Okay. As Captain Everett uh, creeps closer to the ship, uh, still on his, uh, still on his kind of leisurely course, um, as he gets within maybe sixty feet of the actual ship itself, uh, you hear him say, "Now, Barbie," uh, and you you feel and you see just this energy, this kind of seeing this purple energy from the front of the ship, from the ram's head, um, 
explode out forward and hit the side of the the ship that you guys are going to ram into. Um, and that's where we'll end tonight. Oh, I what? I'm so ready. I'm so ready. Oh, my uh, stock. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us. Um, we'll be back next week with another video. Uh, and in the meantime, stay awesome. We are MMM cast and we'll think up a tagline eventually. 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 <laughs> Good night, everyone.